What is going on, everyone? Welcome to uh, Thursday's Pardon the Disruption. I am Matthew Potter, your host. I'm super excited for our guests that we have today. We have four of the best and brightest in the real estate industry. Going to go ahead and chop it up with answering some of the need-to-know questions. For those that are just tuning in for the first time, I'm going to go ahead and give you a breakdown on how we do things around here. There are five pre-selected questions that are thoroughly researched by our panelists, except for RJ, and they will go ahead and give their best answers over a 45-second period. After that, they will go ahead and um, give their opinion for two minutes, and then I'm going to go ahead and award them based on how good their argument is, or whoever has gone ahead and sent me their uh, their bribery payment. After that, there will be a sixth question that comes from our audience. Feel free to go ahead and comment on YouTube. You can also text us at 33777 with question, and we will go ahead and get it in there for them to answer. We're going to go ahead and introduce our panelists this week. We're going to start off uh, with our reigning champion, RJ Bates III. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, excited for today's show, despite the fact that we brought like the C minus squad. I mean, no Eric <laughs> Brewer, no Leon G. Barnes. We got CJ on island time, which jet lagged as hell. And uh, Jimmy D's back for two weeks. I don't know what we're doing here, but uh, yeah. Got to dig deep into the well. Again. Wow. Uh, yes, absolutely. We do have the A-plus squad. Um, I don't know why you got to be so brutal right out of the gate. <laughs> Next up, we have Jimmy Vreeland back for two shows in a row. He promises to bring that energy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Jimmy Vreeland from Cashflow Tactics and Vreeland Capital. Uh, we wholesale. We uh, turnkey flip. We manage property in St. Louis. And I, I know it's just a podunk town. You know, you you're really good on this with – you got to get it from RJ because he lives in a really hard wholesaling town. Like he bitches about it every week on this show. Um, Cause I know <laughs> you come to this show looking for value and how to overcome obstacles. When the moderator complains about his obstacles, I think it's a great value add. <laughs> nice to see you Potter. <laughs> Thank Thanks Jimmy. It's always great to have you on the show. Uh, we are absolutely blessed to have you back. <laughs> Next up we have Steve train. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on everybody. Training real estate disruptors. Uh, we teach people how to buy houses at good prices. We don't teach people how to take orders and call it the crucible. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to today's show and hanging out with all my good friends. Awesome. I love that there's so many shots that have been fired in the intro today. Last but certainly not least, fresh off a red eye from the, the big island, we got our man Chris CJ Jefferson. Talk to us. Oh, uh, you're on mute. Amazing. What a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to see you, gentlemen. Uh, I'm excited for today's show. I have no idea, uh, as usual, what the questions are. Um, so, you know, hopefully they're not, uh, you know, too complicated. All right. And, I, and if RJ consistently helped with coming up with the questions, I doubt that they are. Uh, so I'm looking forward to today's show. Uh, it's good to be back. Chris Jefferson, Charged Up University and Hands Off Wholesale. Awesome, awesome. Just for sake of the story, Leon dropped a couple of these questions in. So, CJ, we might need some. We might need some quick response here. All right, we're gonna go ahead and start it off with question number one. What are some tax hacks real estate investors should know? Start us off, RJ. So, 
I think Potter was trying to use the sound effects. It didn't happen yep. there. Uh, nope. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this probably for the last hour because I, I really hate taxes more than anything. And while I was <laughs> sitting over there during my live, I was like, okay, what advice could I give here besides buy more real estate, depreciate the hell out of it? We could talk about the 1031 exchange, but, you know, apparently we've already talked about that like five times about how they're trying to get rid of it. Uh, I will say one of the, the best things that I've done, and I don't consume a lot of people's content, but Ryan Pineda, I think his he has some of the best content out there. And probably, I don't know, I'd say once every three or four days, he gives a tax tips because one of his businesses is is doing taxes for real estate investors and consuming and making sure that you have a CPA that understands what real estate investors are doing and how the, the rules are always constantly changing and what you can write up and what you can't. I think that is the key there is making sure that you have someone on your team that specializes in this and is an expert uh, because we need to be an expert in what we're doing. And it's not paying taxes. I can't believe it took an hour for him to come up with that. That was a straight up expert's answer. Great job, RJ. The confidence gonna... it came with. It, it definitely well researched. <laughs> it, Thank you guys. No, we, it's, we uh, have the it's, it's we have the most given well informed. given informed. It's given the the most well informed panel that has ever existed on PTD is today. Um, on an unrelated note, RJ. Thank you 100% for not answering the question at all and deferring it to a CPA. We really appreciate that. Was that from a teleprompter? Is that, is that, is that Sleepy I, Joe or like RJ? I can't on tell. The side there. Yeah. Can we hear their, their fucking magic? <laughs> oh, no, we now? will. Don't, don't worry. We will. Yeah. All RJ, right. Are, are you running for, for office? Like, that was a perfect <laughs> no-answer answer. Jim, all right. Next up, Jimmy V. How are we, how are we um, avoiding uh, taxes? Bro, the tax code, it is a straight-up treasure chest. The whole reason I got into real estate was it was a tax revolt. I was tired of being a W-2 employee and only taking uh, over taking half of my money. So here we go. You cost seg, you depreciate everything. You pay your kids. You can pay your children. This is any business owner. You can pay your children 12 grand uh, a year. So I got four. So that's uh, close to 50 grand a year for me, tax deductible. That's 48, just here to help. Close to 50, yeah. I'm an optimist. <laughs> I get to round up. 1031s, of course. You can do your home office. Uh, you can also do college. You can wholesale through uh, your kids' college funds. I, it's E. It's some acronym. Uh, Marcus would know it. But if you aren't intentionally looking into ta that treasure chest of the tax code, like you're doing this game wrong. Jesus, I can't argue with that. That's some, that's some great tips right there, Jimmy. That, Should we give is, me the? Do you want to give me the points? And we'll go to the next. I, one? Nah, you know what? We're 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 <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and give everybody a fair, a fair uh, shot today. All right, Steve. What what about you? Uh, so I haven't made this formal announcement yet here, so or anywhere. So I'm gonna just go ahead and share it here on PTD. Uh, you can now call me Steve Biden because I'm changing my last name, so I don't have to pay taxes anymore. Right. So I think step one is you can change your last name. Uh, step two, you can run for office. I already shared with you guys that's my retirement plan. Right. Is to run for office. I don't ever have to live by the rules of all of all of us peasants. And then step three, I would say, is the stepped up basis. So, uh, one one thing I fully intend to do with all my kids is take all the rental properties and pass it on to them. Because when you pass it on to your kids, they inherit a full cash value and it is not a taxable event. So, if you buy a property for hundred k, you pass it on to them at let's say a million dollars, 
it's a million dollars in equity they get. They don't have to pay any taxes on when they receive it. So that's a stepped up basis. I would definitely look into that if you guys aren't familiar with that. So wait, Steve's go. answer is better because he's going to pass all two rental properties to his kids? <laughs> Three. 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 <laughs> yeah. Steve, that sounds like a moral hazard. I, I, I hope your kids aren't trying to like make you go to an early debt. Like, he's those got three rentals. They can get pretty he's got to speak to me respectfully, Jimmy. He, he's got a rental property for each one of his daughters. So well, he's, he, he's, he's absolutely just killing it on that front. But I will say that is an extremely smart move, step-up basis. All right, CJ, what kind of hacks you got for us? Yeah, I think uh, not necessarily RJ, but I think Jimmy and Steve made some reasonably good points. But – I'm going to give you the best tax hack of all if you're a real estate investor. I don't care if you haven't made a dollar yet or if you just closed your first deal or you're on your 100th deal. If you do not have a bookkeeper, please stop whatever you're doing today. Start doing some research and go find one. All right. I think people have the perspective that bookkeepers are extremely expensive people to hire. They are not. Uh, please, please, please. Go out and get a bookkeeper and a qualified accountant that understands real estate and the type of real estate that you're doing. That's literally the tax hack is accepting the fact that your life is now different. You're not going to H&R Block. Uh, you're not going to, to Intuit and doing your taxes online. Uh, that's not the game anymore. Uh, go out, get a qualified person that can run your books for you. They can give you a P&L on demand. They can let you know exactly what your, 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 your situation is at all times. This is a mistake that I made when I first started. And I'm encouraging every single person that's listening or will see this to do this early and do it fast. Like, please go research, find somebody, get a bookkeeper. That's the tax hack. I like this answer. I just want to plus it just a little bit. I think it's a great answer. Um, you want to also hire uh, a crazy uh, CPA. So I think bookkeepers are great because they can they can organize your accounting and this and that. I think they're, they're fantastic resources. But in my experience, Bookkeepers tend to be a little more um, careful. So I like a good, reasonable, responsible bookkeeper. But I want some jungle, guerrilla warfare, right-wing crazy person to do my taxes. Steve is 110% right about this. Uh, your yeah. bookkeeper and accountant should be two different people. All right. Yeah. And your, your accountant uh, should be a bit more gray area All right, than your bookkeeper. And the bookkeeper's feeding information to the accountant yeah. uh, to make sure you take advantage of all said hacks. All right? Yeah, if, so, if you're a, if you're a, if your person doing your taxes doesn't believe taxes, that like he's the wrong guy. <laughs> Steve's me, over here trying to do five years in Club Fed. <laughs> I just want to understand if I'm if I'm right here though. You're not. <laughs> you're not out of me at the beginning, and then once it became open round. You literally just repeated what I said. No, no, you're just making things up. No, but RJ, like orders, RJ, your delivery was horrible. It was like, <laughs> uh, 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 get an accountant. Uh, before before we wrap up here, I want to I want to talk about one thing that's not a tax hack. Um, so many people will spend money because it's a write off. That is like one of the worst financial decisions ever, right? How many people do we know that have bought a car? Or bought something because it's a. I'm like, yes, Matt, because <laughs> it's a tax write-off. I got three of them, it's, bro. It's not a tax write-off. I get it. I get it. It, it leaves your bank <laughs> account. Just understand, you're buying something for thirty percent off or whatever your tax bracket is. It is not something that is free. 
So it's that's like when not real toxic. estate investors buy sales training for education. It's <laughs> can I can yes. I give one real quick uh, <laughs> that I think is critically important that changed my life. Uh, I hear a lot of talk about self-directed accounts, about IRAs. I've got multiple. If you do not know what the, what an inherited Roth IRA is, not just a standard Roth IRA, uh, inherited Roth IRA, I encourage everybody to go do some research and find a way to get an inherited Roth IRA account because it is a tax-free event at any time that you take a distribution. Not waiting until you're 59 and a half. Please go look into that. And then the That's other thing, talking about IRAs, never hold rental property in an IRA. You're taking a tax-free asset and turning it into a tax-deferred asset. I see a lot of new people make that mistake as well. Like you're not going to get closer to tax-free income other than cash flow from rentals. So no need to put it in a tax-deferred account. I feel like between the four of you, we could definitely avoid paying taxes. Oh, well, yeah, three and a half. You know, see... RJ's over there. He's just going <laughs> to defer back, defer back over to the CPA. Um, oh, watch that, Ryan Pineda's content. That was a great answer, RJ. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Pineda. Hey, I'm going to take. Tax, I'm taking RJ's tax consultant, man. Ryan Pineda is, is Titanium's tax consultant. <laughs> so, so quick question, RJ. Point of clarification: Is Pineda doing your taxes now? Well, was that like a was that like an indirect like advertisement? How, how was, was that? It was an affiliate push. Right an there. affiliate <laughs> link. It, it was not. It was not, and he doesn't. But I do think he gives great he gives great tips. And also, my point was get a CPA and accountant that knows real estate investing specific. That's it's a good answer. Great. I just don't know why it took you an hour to come up with that. It's got, it's got great players, <laughs> too. It's phenomenal. Somebody said, somebody we said, move on. We got more to talk about today. Don't, don't forget to use your affiliate link, Titanium10, for 10% off your first exactly. year's taxes. <laughs> somebody said that Wesley Snipes is the Titanium accountant. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, all right. So that was clear. Books, bro. That that was clearly one of the best rounds we've actually ever had on PTD. Shout out to Jimmy breaking open the treasure chest over there. Way to go, Long John Silver. We appreciate it. Point to Jimmy V for round one. And for those that don't know the Long John Silvers, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I want to hear this. Next up, according to a new report reported on Fortune, I don't know the. The AV guys over here just went ahead and cut it off right there. Much of the $1.8 trillion in student debt would, won't ever be repaid, nonpartisan research organization says. What are some alternative educations to college for real estate investors or Americans in general? Go ahead and start us off, Jimmy. School of hard knocks. Get out there and start doing deals. Like, you don't need to go to school to do anything we do about it. That's part of the reason this industry is so great. And then there's more, the problem with the real estate education industry right now is there's too much information. It's like, where do you start? Where do you go to? Like knowledge is not the problem. It, it is action. As far as a four-year degree, uh, I know there's uh, like Jordan Peterson started an accredited university where you can go uh, remote and you can get a full accredited degree for four grand. So uh, <laughs> there is competition coming to the, uh, ridiculousness of how much uh, it costs to be educated by Marxists these days. 
I just speak for everybody when I say we're really glad this version of Jimmy V is here today. We're, we're here for it. All right, Steve, what about you? Uh, I mean, my answer, I think, is, is it's been pretty consistent. I, I, you think the best place to learn is to learn from somebody else, right? Uh, if you're in the Texas area, I think you should, you know, look, uh, connect with RJ, right? I've actually sent people to go work with RJ. I think if you're in Richmond, you should go talk to Chris here in St. Louis, talk to Jimmy, right? Phoenix, talk to us. I think the best place to learn, if we're talking about real estate, is to learn from somebody who's actually doing what you want to do, right? Don't just go buy something just because you see it on social media. Don't buy it, especially if it's on an infomercial, right? Um, I think you you do your research, you find people that are doing what you want, and you do everything you can to be within their circle. So I think the best place to learn if you're getting into the business is to learn from somebody that's doing it versus learning theories. Uh, one of the worst things about college is you're learning from people that have no idea what it's like in the actual real world. That is actually a well-thought-out answer by Steve. I think I speak for everyone when I say we're really impressed. Where was that in round one? I do have a question from your answer, though, Steve. Uh oh. Like, if you're new, that's like, this would, is the over part. We I know, but like, RJ if you're new, talk. if you're new and you're in Dallas, would you go to RJ or would you move? Because RJ makes it sound so hard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh. Jimmy's coming right. in with that energy on a Thursday. I love it. All right, <laughs> CJ, what about you, boss? What What are your thoughts on this? I think I'm more shocked than anything that it took R.J. Bates hard-earned tax dollars for a study to be done, for it to be figured out, that $1.6 trillion in student loan debt won't be paid back. All right? My daughter's 14. She could have told everybody this by now. All right? People are in student loan debt up to their eyeballs. People intentionally are taking efforts to defer student loan debt. There's programs in place to help you do it. All right? We already knew that it wasn't going to be paid back. Here's the thought. All right. If you want an alternative, how about a book? How about a book? There's so much information in books. There's so much information in courses that are out here that are available. Uh, Self-studying is extremely critical. I dropped out of college. Uh, I got evicted out of my dorm. Let me be honest. All right. They, they came and said, hey, God, look, it's, it's your time is literally up here. Can you please just leave? All right. Uh, here's why I did, though. I realized very easily that I was going to school to learn real estate development I was being taught how to go get a job from somebody else. If you want to be a self-starter, if you want to be an entrepreneur, there's books, there's courses, there's YouTube. There's so much information out here, chat GBT, uh, where you can learn real actionable information, as Jimmy pointed out, and go take action and change your life. Uh, shout out to everybody who went to college, has a degree. Shout out to everybody that's burdened by student debt. Uh, you can make money in real estate and get out of it. Uh, if you're choosing between going to school and taking action, pick action first. Damn, CJ got that clarity when he was out on the big island. I like that answer. I do. I like that answer a lot. All right, RJ, what you got for us? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is pretty clear. Um, unfortunately, I get to go forth on this, so I'm pretty much just going to repeat what everybody else said. But, uh, you know, I, to Steve's point, location-based, I would say it's more about what kind of real estate investor do you want to be? You know, I mean, for me, it's it's we teach virtual wholesale. You know, Jimmy, and I believe it's more about turnkey and, and rentals, right? I mean, those are two drastically different education programs. And I think if you need to sit down and say, what type of real estate investor do I want to be? More than likely, 
there is someone out there that is running the exact business that you want to run, go learn from those people and mirror and copycat it to the T. Don't try to recreate. Don't try to take something that Steve said and mirror it with something that CJ said, because uh, that's where people get lost in the weeds. Um, and, and more importantly, if you really want to learn more about that first topic, you can go to Ryan Pineda's class, which is the wealth. <laughs> I mean, there you go. I mean, I've determined that no matter what, I'm going to talk about Ryan Pineda and everything in my answer. So, yeah, we're gonna have to have Pineda come on next week. Just they they could do a split screen him and RJ. That's all I got. There's, there's so we got we got we got to figure yeah. out how how do we got to plug into the student loan thing for our programs, right? Uh, if we can get oh, that is a great idea. If we can get Sally May to back out back, you know, the you titanium, the cash flow tactics, the disruptors. Right, that's what we need to figure out. If this S not can get paid back anyway, at least you know, <laughs> at least at least give it to us. I love how Steve is pure chaos right now. It's funny, like Steve. Are, up, you uh, gonna, are you gonna send your girls to a four year university? Uh, they're gonna go wherever they decide to go. Yeah, Tom Kroll actually posted this week where he said to all of the coaches and aspiring coaches out there. Do not offer any sort of financing for your education, even through a third party. Um, and his point in it was, is that the people that go out and get the financing, they're not showing enough commitment to this is what they actually want to do. Um, and I, I have to second that. I, I mean, I would say some of our most successful students are the ones that were able to pay the most, the ones that were that didn't need any help, didn't ask us to help them out with JV in the deal or financing or anything like that, where we've previously done that to help people out, the ones that were able to come up with those funds and 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 finance it themselves were the ones that went out and, and were successful with the training. So RJ, I think that's a great aspirational concept. Uh, I've struggled with this, uh, so I would disagree. And, and the only reason why I would disagree is because I was up to my eyeballs in debt to make this mm-hmm. work, right? Like I maxed out my credit cards. Uh, I struggled. I scraped to get here, right? So I think that if someone said uh, you couldn't get financing financing for this, right? I don't know how far I would have gone. Now, I didn't go and get a loan from some a third party, but man. You better believe the, the the HELOC was maxed out. The credit cards were maxed out. I went through a lot of debt to make it here. So I, That's I, your I, way of find, uh, funding it yourself. I'm talking about if they come to us and say, hey, do you have a third party or will you finance it? I think those are the ones that are kind of looking more for like a handout and hoping that it's going to succeed at the end in, in comparison to saying, I will go take debt to come and learn from Steve Trent. RJ is um, the same person who's going to try to make me think and believe that he never used a credit card to buy hockey equipment. Let's cut the shit. <laughs> Let's cut the shit. People need financing. Financing is a part of how the world functions and how the world works. There's a reason that Afterpay, Klarna, Affirm, these companies exist. We can gatekeep information and knowledge. All right. People need assistance. I needed assistance when I started my business. We just recently started offering financing for students when they come into our program as well. People need financing to be able to take advantage of things. 
that's just the reality of it. It's not our job or our responsibility. If you go, if you go buy hockey equipment at Dick's or whatever sporting company that you buy stuff from, is it Dick's sporting goods job to make sure that you go use the hockey equipment or not? No, no. you have to, you have to go use it. We, some, and they offer financing. Dick's offers yeah, financing at the cashier. Reason, for some reason, as real estate investors, influencers. Who doesn't want to get money, money for Dick's? And I, and I love Tom. Tom's my guy. But we started <laughs> taking these philosophical positions on things that aren't our job. They're not, they're not our opinions to have. All right. You know what's more important? If you're going to offer financing to somebody to get into your program, you should make damn sure that your program is giving any and everything that that person needs to be successful and that they have a fair shot and a fair opportunity to actually go execute. And you have programs that fit people's financial situations and cash on hand situations as they join. But like, are we going to sit here and really act like everybody's going out here and buying shit, including us, only based on what they've got cash in pocket? RJ, the lenders that are lending you money aren't even lending their own cash. I know that, but I'm not saying that you can't finance something. What I'm saying is, is we personally do not finance it. They are still financing it through a third party. That is what I'm saying. Now, that's fine. That's them finding the their own way. Cash for your program aren't using real cash. They're throwing it on a credit card. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you you don't want to offer financing yourself. Why? I'm talking about I have had people come to the crucible where I've said I'm going to take no money. It's essentially a seller finance deal. I No money. Show up. I'm going to finance you. Those are the people that walked in this door. And I've had people walk right out that door and block my phone number, block me on social media, and I never heard from them again. I agree. I agree with that statement, but I think that's harder for people to do when it's a third party where credit's been exactly. extended. Because now they're actually signing an agreement. Now they're actually having to honor a commitment. It's not just you or I saying, hey, the cost of this is X. You can give me X amount of dollars a month. And then the next month they say, oh, you know, right. I don't want to. I'm, I'm with you. CJ, island time, bro. I love Potter. it. I, so out. Hey, look, I'm tanned up. All right, I'm looking. I was like gonna, Jimmy. I was gonna say, dude, you're working on your tan while you're out there. Yeah, I'm looking like you're looking Jimmy fresh. V. All right, I'm tanned up. All right, my <laughs> energy's up. All right, let's do this. I like it. I like it. What'd you have, Jimmy? Did you ask uh, me something? Is, just a little judging tip. I, I sleep for the last ninety seconds of that exchange again, so that's two weeks in a row. Like, we need you to pick hey, it up a little. Uh, to be fair, they were working on getting my soundboard up, so I couldn't stop them. So can I judge? Can I judge one week? That would be fun. That would be a disaster. Jimmy, you judge all the time, bro, even when you're up there. <laughs> hey, you are the, I you are the judgiest Jimmy I've ever met. <laughs> when I see responsibility being abdicated, a leader steps in. That's a problem. There we go. All right. Well, Jimmy was going to get the point, but then he had to go off on a tangent. So because of that, we're going to go ahead and give it over to the most passionate member of the, t of the uh, panel, Chris Jefferson. Good job, boss. Appreciate that. All right, next up, we got what is one way you have shifted your business, big or small, due to the higher interest rates? Start us off, CJ. Uh, biggest being uh, a couple years ago, we started going really heavy on seller finance opportunities. Uh, it's been an incredible opportunity for us and for the business. Uh, you're, in a, you're in a small window, I think, right now where homeowners, the news hasn't gotten, mainstream news hasn't gotten to homeowners yet. Homeowners still have this perspective unless they've been looking for a house or really looking for the information. They still have a perspective of lower interest rates. We're not seeing a lot on these seller finance opportunities where homeowners are asking for rates that are, are that are very similar to what rates are going for now. Uh, we've been taking advantage of that over the last couple of years. It's been really beneficial to the business. 
I think if you're not seller financing uh, and creating non-recourse opportunities uh, where you can utilize things like substitution of collateral uh, to really, really, really uh, move your way to wealth uh, aggressively and quickly, uh, you're making a big mistake. Very nice. Seller finance. Good option. All right, RJ, what about you? Big or small? What you doing? I think I'm a little bit more aggressive with our offers with sellers, both on price point, but also being quicker to walk away um, and, and kind of uh, approach the negotiation part of it with more of a no. Um, you know, if they need more time, hey, explaining, we don't know what's going to be happening with the interest rates. Um, you know, so I, I need to know specifically what your timeline is and just kind of being more uh, firm about our numbers and, and really um, not being as lackadaisical as we were, you know, probably in, in 2020 and 2021 uh, with some of the marginal deals that we were doing there. Um, and you can see this because I listened to Ryan Pineda on creating more content. <laughs> there it is. You can see all of this on YouTube and uh, Instagram. <laughs> I like that one. That was new. There we go. Hey, man, they hooked me up with some new, some new sounds on the board. We're going to have some fun. All right, Jimmy, big or small, what are you doing differently with high interest rates? Uh, Wholesaling-wise, definitely uh, Brewer Method Novations. Like We have seen uh, uptick in demand for Novations. And then uh, turnkey, long-term investment-wise, we just stopped selling on a one-year performa. Like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever done selling these assets is, hey, buy this based on its first year performance. Now I sell it showing a 10 year horizon. And then I also show them, hey, if you leave this money in cash and it's continuing to get devalued by inflation. Here's what you're left with. Where if you put that cash in the walls of a house, you put the sales of inflation behind you, like you're guaranteed to win. Great insight. Great insight. All right, Steve, what about you? Um, like Jimmy, uh, we added, uh, started doing more innovations intentionally. I think the other thing too was uh, on top of trying to buy deeper, we did try to run at the same time a leaner operation as well as a higher accountability uh, operation. So uh, it's not really business focused, but you know, no lead left behind, KPIs, keeping a close, close eye on everyone's activity. I think, uh, again, uh, the, the biggest thing for us, the biggest shift was raising accountability. And, you know, there was a byproduct of that. Our team got smaller, and um, I'm here for it. Just like I'm here for Jimmy the Bull, I'm here for a leaner, more accountable team. The person who hates Big Brother the most has become Big Brother. Amazing. Yes. yes. I, I changed my name. What are you talking about? <laughs> changed it to what? Biden. Oh, yeah. His, good point. His name's now Stephen Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've so, got hey, a tax problem, and there's only one solution. Hey, Steve, did you have that, like – question in your head like oh i'm coming i'm gonna be like big brother like watching everybody's little micromanaging move like do you think that's something business owners have to get over uh yeah i think well i think the the way you approach it absolutely has to be has to shift right because if it feels like you're micromanaging if that's the attitude you carry in that's the way it's gonna feel uh but one of the biggest things from ren was having that conversation where it's their kpis and not our kpis and if it's your kpi i'm holding you accountable to your kpi because you have these uh big hairy goals it's not micromanaging, but if these are KPIs that I imparted upon you, I've determined you need to hit these metrics over and over again consistently. And when you don't, I call you, it's going to feel like micromanaging because now I'm holding you accountable to my metrics. But if it's your metrics, then it's a, then it's a completely different attitude. 
I will say um, on the note of like CJ's answer with the seller finance and, and Jimmy's with the novation and then Steve tag teaming on the Jimmy with the novation. Um, yep. I don't think um, Steve comes our, with original thoughts. Right. I don't think our creative finance um, offers have changed a lot. What I have seen is, is that the sellers are more open to the idea quicker. Um, and also um, now the objection that I'm having to overcome with sellers more than not is um, someone else they already talked to tried to present an ovation or tried to present a seller finance offer. Why is ours better than them? And can you explain it better? Um, and then really building that trust that, hey, if they are going to sell or finance it to us, we're the better option than the other party. So that's where kind of building that trust and that rapport is important as well. What are, what are, like you, what are you listing as like, hey, why you're better? Well, first and foremost, the credibility, um, our track record. Um, and then also, more often than not, I've got them opening up to me in that point in the conversation where they're already kind of admitting that they feel more comfortable uh just the, with the way that we kind of navigate the conversation that comes up later on where i've already identified that that would be a good fit for them hey matt uh let the record show that on june 29th that steve Trang is going to comp rj some sales training um i'm feeling really bad about this whole situation here so i am going to personally Email nice him a promo code so he gets better at sales. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's real quick. We're going to do that. Absolutely. Okay. RJ, make sure you use my affiliate code for it. <laughs> no, we're comping it. Oh, no, he's going to use Dude, my affiliate code is free. Free 99, bro. I got you. There it um, is. And also, you, we want you, to you know, RJ, just, just to help piggyback off that, you can always bring in your credibility partner, Pineda. Um, when you're talking to everybody and <laughs> <laughs> be like, look, I get my taxes done by him. He's my credibility partner. I, you can do all that. I was with, I was with RJ on the first part of his, his, what he was just saying. And he lost me at the tail end. We're definitely seeing more people that have already been presented these offers. Yep. 100%. I, don't if, I don't know if it's more a credibility thing. I think that may have something to do with it, but. I think it's really more so as who can really accurately paint the picture of this for the seller, what they want, and who can also paint the picture of protection. All right. Well, we're seeing in these conversations that sellers have a concern about risk when it comes to creative. All right. Well, if I do a sub two, what happens with this? If I do a seller finance with you and you stop paying, what happens with this? If I do a novation with you and you can't get it sold, what happens with like? So I, I think what people are really looking for is how can you make sure that you're eliminating risk? In your sales conference, maybe I think this might be what Steve has in the comp training he's going to give you. Like, mm -hmm. how can we eliminate <laughs> the perspective of the perceived risk in doing business with titanium? Or Am I in a fucking <laughs> Did he literally just say, I don't know if it's RJ's answer, but then repeat RJ's answer? Hey, does that, does that help? Bro. Of course. Of course. Bro. You're, talking about the, you're talking about competing on credibility. I, what we compete on is outcomes. Right. And what we compete on is elimination of risk. And what we've seen while we're really good at what we do and RJ is really good at what he does in all seriousness. Right. Is that if you can eliminate if you can eliminate somebody's perceived risk, that is what creates comfortability. And if you can make sure that the mental attachment is to price. RJ, you're in a lot of calls. You know this because you've seen it on the phones. Right. People have a mental attachment to the, the attainable price that they can get. 
if you can help eliminate risk and paint a picture for them on how they can get that price or close to it, people are going to do business with you. There we go. Well, in that one on this on that, um, <clears throat> I'm going to actually say like that was a really, really good round um, for three of our four contestants that are up there. Um, we're just going to take this one to the chat, honestly. And based off the chat, we got CJ coming in with the point there. Um, that being said, I'll give everybody kudos. Um, good answers. I'm super excited to see RJ up in Steve's program, um, you know, refining, refining his skills. I'm super excited for this. I can't, I cannot wait to see the content that's created with, Hey, this is Steve. What would happen next? And then also, of course we have, uh, RJ. Hello, this is RJ. You know, I can't, I can't wait to see those two mash it up right there. It's going to be beautiful. So good. Hey, this is RJ. Do you want to sell me your house? <laughs> I can't wait to see RJ's module, man. It's this is this is where it's at. All right, next up, what is the bet? All right, I know that we're gonna have fun with this one, and I'm excited because everybody everybody up here I know is gonna come with come with a good answer on this one. What is the best team building or cultural building exercise event that you've done recently? Start us off, CJ. Here, here's my favorite my favorite thing to do. Uh, when it comes to this question, is creating environments, comfortable, fun environments. Uh, shout out to my brother, Elijah Rubin. He's done this a lot uh, for, for us and people that I'm affiliated with. And going and finding, a, a renting a nice house, a great house somewhere, uh, getting some peers together and going out and just having a conversation over a couple of days, creating fellowship, uh, presenting what is not working for you in your business. I mean, we call this a mastermind, I guess. But hey, what's not working for you in my business and creating a creating synergy amongst peers that can offer support in those things. The same way that Steve is here to help RJ uh, with the sales, right? Uh, those are the type of those are the type of things that we need. How can somebody that I'm have a relationship with that's a peer? How can they help me with my weak points? It's one of my favorite things to do. I, I think it's unfortunate, real quick, when people start in the business, they also feel like they're flying solo. They also feel like they don't have friendships or peers. Uh, build relationships early, man. Go hang out with people. Spend some money to get together. Spend a weekend together, even if it's just in driving distance, and lead with what you're not good at so you can get help back from people. Very good, CJ. Shout out to Steve, uh, the true go-giver, uh, helping out RJ here. We do appreciate that. I think we should throw a point on the board for Steve for that, actually. Let's do that. All right, RJ, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm not gonna lie. Um every every crucible we take <laughs> every crucible we take all of our students axe throwing on the, the first night of the event. And one of the things that we've done since day one is we take our entire team with us. And I've always thought that was one of the, the coolest things because like Ryan Pineda says, he might be the face of his, his organizations, uh, but there's a lot smarter people behind the scenes uh, running them. And it's the same thing with our team. You know, I mean, I'm not doing dispositions on these deals. So for our students to be able to get and hang out with, you know, Justin and Josh and Garrett and Trent and Dixie and talk to them about, hey, what are you seeing is happening in the market? How are you moving deals? How do you really have these conversations on a day-to-day -day basis? I think it's great for both our students and also for our team members. 
Very good, RJ. I look forward to uh, some content, just some axes flying around. I think we really need that. We need that in our lives. Yes. All right, Jimmy, what are you doing? What do, what are you doing for the team? Uh, we did a an exercise with SEAL team leaders called Desired uh, End State Exercise, where each team member uh, works with a coach to come up with their desired end state. Like, hey, why are you showing up to work every day? What's your long term goal? Like, what is, what are you working for for you and your family? We did that as individuals. Uh, then we all read each other's desired end states. And then we came up with the de desired end state for the entire leadership team. And so uh, every L10, every meeting, we, you know, we reviewed the desired end state. And we're just like, hey, here's one thing that happened this week that's getting me towards the desired end state. And there, here's one thing that's keeping me from it. And then generally that becomes an issue that we work on uh, that week. But like that exercise, like, everybody on the meeting was like absolutely balling like it it created such a tight team it, it was awesome very nice we also would have accepted your end of quarter uh dial-a-thon where everybody gets a c-note as a uh you know as I, a reward. I quit that just because of the tongue lashing i got from leon and brewer <laughs> on that one thank god bro <laughs> thank god all right steve what about you uh, so we're we're pretty simple, you know. We got a pretty uh, diverse group of people uh, in our office, uh, and we have is we have game nights. We have people come in, and whether it's Monopoly is your is your poison, poker. Uh, we got Xboxes, Playstations. We're just hanging out, playing games, and it's just uh, we get it's catered. Uh, but you know, it's great bonding. And what's interesting to see is the amount of trash talking that occurs, kind of like this. And I think that's what creates that bond, that creates that connection. You know, um, one thing that I've seen here, just all the trash talking that happens here, is we're all doing more business together, right? In PTD, like that's a pretty cool situation. So, uh, having a game night, having a bunch of competitive people in here, that's been a lot of fun. <laughs> Created more connection than I than I thought. I thought maybe someone was going to flip a Monopoly board. We haven't gotten there yet, but. That's, that's been a pretty cool uh, team building event. Bro, Potter said, I'm just, don't shoot the mess. All right. <laughs> Potter said he's never gotten an invite to set game night. And I, I feel, I don't like that for my guy. Right. I know, I know. But look, to make it past two gates for the mail, like wow. the USPS guy can make it through one gate. He can't make yeah. it through past two. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that's why the Monopoly board stays on the table, because I haven't been invited yet. <laughs> Listen, it's not you, right? It's not you. It's not you. It's you. The old no, it's not me. It's definitely not me. I don't know what it is, but it's not you. No, it's definitely not me. It's you. I, I'm, I, I'm sure of it. Anything else we want to chop up on that? RJ, I'm looking at every, you. I, I see you. Every now and then, I like to buy the team Long John Silvers. <laughs> I am here. I'm here for that too. Hey, RJ, next time you come down, we should all we should all go axe throwing. I think that'd be a good, good cross collab. There you go. Uh, axe throwing and extra hush puppies. <laughs> some chicky oh. flanks and some axes. Sounds like a sounds like a great evening. <laughs> sounds flanks. great to me. <laughs> Jesus. Um so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh I'm gonna go ahead and say on that one, <clears throat> even though I'm going to give that one to Jimmy V. It, you know, he actually, you know, brought the team together, wasn't sitting there ordering extra tartar sauce and hush puppies. I've never been invited to game night. Um, and, you know, CJ's never driven across the country for me. So 
There we go. We got Jimmy I V. But, Tommy Potter. I got a little vulnerable. I'll do that. I, for a I like it. I like it, dude. I like this. I like the softer side of uh, Jimmy the Bull there. All right. Next up, we have MasterCard announced their new MTN program, allowing transaction from crypto into real world purchases. Do you think people will do real estate transactions with crypto? And if so, how soon? Start us off, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I do think uh, title will be held on uh, the blockchain one day. Uh, give it, I don't know, I don't know, five to 10 years. But as far as like crypto as a real currency, I don't think there's any way the federal government allows that to happen. Like they're already, they're already pinching uh, people who are trying to make it a security. Like there's, there's no way that ever gets freed from the, do- from the federal hand. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. All right, Steve, what about you? Uh, same thing. I think it is uh, in, in, inevitability of people buying real estate. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. The uh, the blockchain, putting title on the blockchain, eventually being able to ver- or you'll be able to verify the property, right, very, very quickly uh, with very minimal resources. Um, I don't think it's going to be as soon as some people are projecting. I think at best five years, I'd say probably closer to 10 years. And the biggest reason why is that it still requires a human element, right? You got to have poor Betty, right? Going from the escrow company to the recorder's office and then having her put it on the blockchain. I think we're still pretty far from that happening. And you've got some, you know, podunk property uh, on the border of, uh, of Texas and Oklahoma. Like who is transacting that and putting that on the blockchain? So I think we got a long, long time until we're, we're doing real estate on the blockchain. Uh, but I do think it's an uh, inevitability. It's going to happen. Absolutely. And shout out to my wife in the chat. Um, she also wants to know why she hasn't been invited to game night, probably because we're going to win, clearly. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, Steve, you know, I thought Look, we were friends. I thought I signed it. I think Chris might have intercepted it. I'm not really sure. We're going to have to investigate. Uh, but I, I, I assure you, <clears throat> believe you, me, we were going to investigate this. Oh, absolutely. I believe you, Biden. All right, CJ, <laughs> next up. Yeah, I, I think that uh, cryptocurrency, at least when it comes to, to Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, is going to be here to stay for the long haul. Uh, I think we'd be naive to, to still think uh, 10 years later, 10 plus years later, that it's not. Um, how integrated that's going to be in our daily lives, I'm inclined to, to, to agree with Jimmy. I don't think that it's going to become a universal form of currency, uh, but I, I definitely think it's something that people need to pay attention to. I do think we're going to see blockchain on title. I mean, it just simply makes sense. Um, I think RJ would certainly agree because we're doing a deal together right now that uh, titles should be sped up. Closing speeds uh, should be uh, sped up. Uh, so I think we're going to definitely see that. Uh, I think, look, there's multiple ways that cryptocurrency can be disruptive. Uh, and if anything, we can stay confidently is that we're all disruptors as a country. Uh, and that's how great things are built uh, is based on disruption. So I think that's certainly here to come. Uh, I don't think it's happening anytime soon, uh, but it's coming for sure. I like it. I like it. All right, RJ, what about you? Crypto, what's your thoughts? Seeing as I have no chance of winning today, I do have a couple of questions for me. That's answer. the attitude. Um, first one is, is. Who is this Jimmy guy that is a, a homeless guy that we picked up and gave him a shower and put him in an office, and we're clearly just handing him a victory today? I don't understand. 
Um, and then, you know, on the, the title side, my question is, what is going to be the wholesaler's excuses as to why we need a month to close when we are on the blockchain and title can almost instantaneously be done? How will that impact real estate transactions? Because as of right now, That's a good our question. excuse when we're cash is that we're waiting on title. Um, and last and certainly not least, Ryan Benet has been saying this for a long time. I mean, <laughs> real estate. Right? I love the commitment. I think it poses a, a really good question. I think the question of what are wholesalers going to say, I think wholesalers need to be getting prepared mentally uh, and relationship-wise that they're going to have to take properties down in the future. I'm not saying that's going to be next year or in the next five years, but, you know, certain at some point soon, right, in the next 5, 10, 15 years, wholesalers as a business model are going to have to take ownership uh, of properties, uh, at least temporarily, right? Uh, because those windows are going to close. Uh, regulation is going to continue to enter. Uh, and you're going to have to actually take ownership. But I don't think it's going to be as hard as people think for that to happen. Uh, you've got tons and tons of lenders out here that exist that are chomping at the bits for new opportunities to increase revenue. And I think you're going to see, uh, you know, lending programs come out the wazoo that are catered specifically to wholesalers to help them take down these properties. But you're going to have to negotiate deeper because you're still going to have cost to close and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but I don't think that's as big as a problem as some people think. I mean, right now, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, right now, when we're novating, we're, we're straight up saying, hey, here's your cash price. Here's the price that we will buy it in seven days. And, you know, hey, if you'd like some more money, you're going to need to give us some more access. And we're up front that we need 30 days to shop into our network of investors and buyers. And, you know, in that 30 days, we put in the MLS and then, hey, if it doesn't sell. And then the whole time we're telling them what the offers we're getting. And then so I don't even know if it's a big issue. You can just disclose up front right now what's going to happen. And then we have found that people will wait if they think you can get them more money through innovation. I agree, Jimmy. I think the, the problem is, is that the majority of people out there have a problem being honest with sellers about what they're wanting to do. I think that the trend is it, we're trending in the right direction where there's more of us out there saying, hey, it's OK to say, hey, I'm going to wholesale your property or I'm going to do a novation. Um, but I, there for a while, it was like, hey, that was taboo to say that to a seller. It wasn't just for a while. I mean, it was uh, it was for decades yeah. Right. The truth will set you free, RJ. I think to Chris's point, I think this, uh, I think there is going to be this merge between the the realtor and wholesaler. Uh, at some point, it's gonna probably be one person that you know resolves their issue. All right. <clears throat> Good discussion. We also got some great stuff in the chat from. Josh, where he's talking about crypto is too unstable uh, to use. Look at Odell Beckham. I mean, he went 800K down to 40K. Like, <clears throat> so we got that bridge loans. RJ, you did have a great question there. Um, that being said, the only person that actually answered the question, you know, to my liking was Jimmy V on this one because he flat out said, like, no, did the federal government's not going to give it away? Like, he's not. They're not going to stop, you know being involved in the transaction and just allowing crypto. But everybody had great points. So clearly 
Jimmy's running away with the show today. I don't understand how this happened. Um, it was I, coaching. It was good coaching by, by Steve coaching. for the show. Right on. I like that. All right. <laughs> I, took, uh, I took some energy drink, too, before I came on. So I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Next up, this one's going to be fun. I want everybody to have fun mm-hmm. with this one. Uh, what's your favorite way to decompress after a long day and week? Go ahead and start us off, Jimmy, and keep it legal, please. You got it. Uh, baseball game in the morning with the boys. Saturday jujitsu, uh, you know, hour class, thirty minutes of sparring, fajitas, and then a two-hour nap. That's an ideal Saturday. That date night with the wife after after I'm up from nap. That's it. That's how you decompress there, Potter. Jesus Christ, what are you sixty-five? You taking a nap and then taking your wife out? <laughs> Bro, like after a long day's work on a Saturday in a sparring session, you gotta take bro, a nap. Bro, I'm busted chops. Good, good for you. I, I, lo- I like that you take your wife out on a Saturday night. That's good stuff. All right, Steve, what about you? What are you doing to decompress? I mean, it's it's a uh, it's fairly routine. I mean, as I'm saying, this is like probably is terrible, but you know, <laughs> yeah. dinner, right? We got dinner with the family, and then uh, I watch a movie at night with my wife. It's every- Friday night, right? Like that's the same routine uh, every Friday. And then Saturdays we do uh, Kung Fu swim school. And then whatever it is, my wife, my wife wants to do that day. That's what we're doing. Uh, it's, I don't really feel like I need to decompress cause I, I love what I do, right? I, this energizes me. I don't ever feel tired. So I don't really feel like I need to decompress. So I don't know. I, I know that you were expect you were hoping for a fun answer. I'm just going to disappoint completely. I apologize. Uh- and I'm completely thank- shocked you didn't give a super crazy funny answer, Steve. Like, like blown know, away. Right. Just blown first, away. First go, off, Steve. Give, I like to hug everyone in the office on Fridays. That's what I do. Right. Yeah. To decompress, oh. I just go around and hug everyone in the office. In the words of CJ, respectfully, cut the shit, bro. We all know you don't do that. <laughs> we, all, we all know you don't. On an unrelated note, I need, I need everybody to vote in the chat because we got to set this up. I think we need a Jimmy V versus Steve Trang, Jiu-Jitsu versus Kung Fu. Ooh, we need to no. set this shit it's up over. now. I'm going to beat Jimmy. I'm going to beat RJ and Axe throwing. Like, this night, like, why are we even talking about this? CJ is going to just show up with the hand on the shoulder and be like, respectfully, sit down. Like yeah, I'll bring the briefcase, man, for the winner. I'll bring the briefcase. I like it. Purse? Let's go. Oh, no, you know what? CJ's actually just going to go ahead and throw it down and pickleball on you. I know my man's playing pickleball That's now. Fine, man. I'm nice with the pickleball now. I, I like that. All right, CJ, what about what about you? What are you doing to decompress? Uh, I like all these answers. Although Steve's – I don't know that Steve's answer necessarily sounds like decompression. Um, but, sounds like life, yeah. bro. Yeah, it sounds like life. Um, <laughs> sounds like life for sure. But for me, look, I'm I'm a more simple man than these gentlemen. I'm not, you know, putting on bathrobes and belts and, and kicking people and you know all of that. Uh, I'm just gonna grab a video game controller. I'm gonna hang out in my game chair, uh, and I'm gonna play some Call of Duty Warzone. I'm gonna get some bodies. I'm gonna go relax, have a good time. Uh, and those are gonna be the legal activities that I'm gonna that I'm gonna involve myself in. Uh, to decompress, uh, and then I'm gonna do whatever Potter's probably doing. All right, that's that's, what, ah, that's what <laughs> there we go. Bro. My man's trying to make a push at the end to get past Jimmy V. Uh oh. All right, RJ, what about you? What are you doing to decompress? Nope, I ain't even gonna press it because you'd be in a jerk right now. Mm-mm. What you got? What you got, Captain? 
At the beginning of this round, did did Jimmy say that he took a Viagra before today's show and he's feeling good? It's legal. It's legal. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I like to have like little things that I do. Like like for me, you know, I I love Friday night, Saturday night. I I have a beer league hockey i go play that that's one of my top ways to decompress get out uh pretend like i'm still an athlete at heart um and then also one of my top ways to like decompress uh when i leave the office immediately is is listening to music just kind of screaming my heart out and uh just really relieving emotion whether it be good angry sad whatever it is uh that's that's one of my top ways to do it and then of course more than anything uh, spending time with my kids, um, everything that they do, um, you know, I'm three hours away from hopping on a plane and going to Nashville this weekend to watch my son play five hockey games. Uh, there, there's nothing better to decompress than hanging out in Nashville with my son for the next three days. Hey, Potter, can I ask a question? Of course. And this is just respectfully to, to all. Uh, was the question your favorite way or was it all the way? in which you decompress which what was can you restate it was uh it was favorite and for those that are unclear on that that would be one that's what i was just checking it's it's like a favorite kid not to say that anybody has a favorite kid you know favorite pet favorite food things like that you know favorite would be one singular i was just just checking because everybody just told me all the stuff they liked it i just i just gave you one i I just i saw what you did it takes 16, six, 16 hours to decompress, apparently. <laughs> hey, honestly, I think my favorite way, my new favorite way now to decompress is if RJ can go live when he's singing his heart out. Yeah, I think that would really help me decompress. I was really – Actually, that's a good point, Steve, because Ryan Pineda said <laughs> that you need to have three, three posts that are non-business related and then dive into your niche. So I appreciate that. Yeah, if you can go live, I will watch it, and that will help me decompress. Can I record it live? I think Dude, live. just put a GoPro hey. on your head, bro. Like RJ, we, what's we your, would be uh, fine with that. RJ, what's, what's your best? What's your best song to cover, man? What's your? What's, um, if I really had to go with the one that I sing right? almost daily, it's uh, "Here to Stay" by Corn. Here to stay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. I want to listen to this when I when I go to compress today. Yeah. decompress today and I, I so i can i can step into my feelings all it, right it's, it's gonna make you compress it's not gonna make you decompress i, I was really <laughs> i was really hoping for wilson phillips i was really really hoping for wilson phillips I, for some reason i felt shania twain man i feel like a woman was gonna be there i, I don't know <laughs> Bro, I was thinking Luke, over yet this has been the worst ptd ever for me i was thinking luke punch for some reason i don't know why <laughs> Oh, I'm man. I think you'll go viral, RJ, with that. I think you will. Dude, real talk, RJ. I really think that you actually would, though. No joke. I think you should. I think you should do this and just like, dude, we'll have PTD promote it. We can do like cross promotion. Y'all all drop your songs in the chat, and we'll just make a fucking album. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> there Let's we go. go. You heard Let's it go. here first. <laughs> Look at that. That sales training's already paying off. I love it. Oh, Jesus. I'm out. <laughs> So for that for that round, I am gonna I am going to say this. Um, 
just because he came out he came out swinging on that one. I'm gonna give it to RJ just because he was like, dude, absolutely, ab- you know, not having it. I'm clearly not gonna win. Um, <laughs> you know, I was I was actually gonna award ten points that round, but you know, now I'm only doing one because of RJ's negative self talk. But we'll work on that in sales training, bro. We will. Don't worry. <laughs> um, that that being said, this week it was a nail biter, but Jimmy the Bull came swinging like dude the china was not safe in the shop he just Especially got in the there area. yeah exactly i mean that's jujitsu i don't know um don't forget everybody we are going to go ahead and set up jimmy v versus steve t uh jitsu versus kung fu um everybody it'll be 39.99 on pay-per-view can't wait for that one i'll be taking a royalty off it use my affiliate code panada 10 um <laughs> As always, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, We went a little long today. My apologies on that. More than anything, it's because my technology wasn't working over here. We're going to go ahead and say bye, everybody. Start us off. Jimmy, say bye. Uh, See you, everybody. RJ, I'm a little disappointed. I thought you were coming into St. Louis for our first meetup tonight. No. To experience the glory of St. Louis real estate. We're going to Nashville, so maybe next time. We'll send you an invite next time. But if you are in the St. Louis area, come to the first greatest U by STL meetup. We'll see you there tonight, 6.30, Cybergs Westport. Absolutely love Jimmy's energy all the time. That's the, that's the Jimmy that we, we have come to expect on the show. All right, Steve, say bye to the people. Uh, well, you know, a great show. As always, had a lot of fun. I'm sorry we hurt RJ's feelings. I think this is the first time it's actually happened. I'm glad. Uh, Jimmy the Bull came with a little bit more chaos today. It was a lot more fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, always appreciate Island Time. Chris, he came he came with it. It wasn't enough, but he came with it. So it was always a good, good fun time. Always enjoy hanging out with all you guys. Absolutely. Steve, you are a great. Hugs all around. The show. Hugs all around. Yep. I'm going to. Hey, next week, live on the show, I'm going to run in there. and I'm going to give Steve a hug. And we're just going to watch an epic meltdown. All right, CJ, say bye Say bye to the people. Uh, bye to the people. Uh, good time this week. Jimmy, good to see you as always, man. Good to see you, bro. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, good time today. Congrats to Jimmy on the win. Uh, congrats to RJ and being in last place. Uh, Steve as well. Uh, Potter, always a pleasure, man. Um, to everybody that's watching, no webinar tonight, but I'll see you next week on Thursday at 7 p.m. Peace. My guy, CJ, we appreciate you being here. It was close between you and Jimmy. All right, RJ, last, certainly not least, say bye to the people. Let today be a lesson that you should always be learning. And what I learned today, and part of the disruption is, (laughs) you guys can get this, okay? (laughs) If you want Potter to vote you the winner, Take a Viagra before the episode. (laughs) See you guys next week. Don't forget to use RJ's affiliate code on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you had as much fun watching this as we had uh, talking and chopping it up. Everybody, we'll see you next week.